Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to the journey this week. It's the first Sunday of Advent. This time of preparation leading into Christmas Day, a period of preparation, a period of purposefully dwelling on and praying about the, the incarnation, the Word become flesh. And we've got the four Sundays of Advent, four weeks of Advent leading into the beautiful celebration of Christmas. And to help us do that, we've got some really awesome people we're going to be hearing from of the key contributors to our Advent series, our Advent program, a wonderful daily program of preparation. And so we're going to be hearing this week from Father John Corrigan, who's going to talk to us about what it means to wait, that period of waiting that we have in Advent. Father Tony Percy, he's going to give us a few insights into the urgency that we find in St Mark's Gospel, because as we enter into this Advent season, we also then focus on over the course of the next 12 months in the Gospel readings, the Gospel of St Mark. And he's going to talk to us about the immediacy that is very much a part of the writing of St Mark. Sister Mary Helen Hill, she's going to speak to us about a housing crisis, and in particular, an interior housing crisis, the need for us to let Christ make his home in us, and how in effect no achievement, no person, no institution, no goods are going to in any way fully fulfil all of our hopes and desires and for that reason we need to focus in on our own interior housing crisis that is at the the heart of all of that. We'll also be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott, a little piece that she's entitled this week for us, The Pastor, and some of his reflections of his successes and his failures and how the Lord was in the midst of all of that. But to kick us off, we're going to be hearing from Father Joshua Whitehead. He's from up in Queensland. He's a champion fella. He's going to speak to us really powerfully today, based on the Gospel from Mark 13, 33 to 37, about preparation and discipline, which is all part of the waiting game, which is what we're playing at the moment, this period of waiting for the birth of Jesus in this Advent season. Lots to get through, some really, really good people who we're going to be hearing from on today's show. We'd better get into it. First up, Max Norton will proclaim the Gospel for us from Mark 13, 33 to 37. If he comes unexpectedly, he must not find you asleep. That's the theme of this gospel. And Father Josh is going to break it open for us. Bit of music in there too. Christy Knuckles, she's got uh, this beautiful song called Advent Hymn. After the break, Mother Hilda Scott is going to tell us, tell us all about the pastor. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. And wherever you're listening in from, we're just stoked that you've joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be on your guard, stay awake, because you never know when the time will come. It is like a man travelling abroad. He has gone from home and left his servants in charge, each with his own task. And he has told the doorkeeper to stay awake. So stay awake, because you do not know when the master of the house is coming. Evening, midnight, cockcrow, dawn. If he comes unexpectedly, he must not find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Joshua Whitehead. 25 years ago, I began my basic training course for the New Zealand Army. It was 13 weeks of intense discipline, training and preparation. 
the discipline side got to me a little bit because we had to do all these, I thought, menial things. We weren't allowed to walk from A to B. We had to run. We weren't allowed to sit on our beds when we were in our barrack rooms. We had to always stand up and be on alert. As you may imagine, a game of cat and mouse ensued between us and our instructors, trying not to get caught when we were breaking the rules like sitting on our beds and being idle. To mitigate against getting caught, we'd post someone on lookout as a doorkeeper at the entrance to the barrack room. Similarly, Advent is also a time of preparation and discipline, not to dodge or avoid the one who shows us the way, the one who instructs, but to encounter him, Jesus, in deeply intimate and personal ways. How do we do this? Four times in today's gospel, Jesus says, stay awake. But while being on lookout or having a doorkeeper on basic training usually kept us safe from the drill sergeant, from the instructors, staying awake or staying alert in a spiritual sense actually draws us in closer, deeper to Jesus. And it actually makes us ready to recognize moments of pure gift that are given by God to us, gifts of love joy, peace, patience, all those amazing gifts of the Spirit. When this gospel was written 2,000 years ago in ancient Greek, this word staying awake actually meant gathering up our scattered thoughts and building them into a unified purpose. Think about that for a second, staying awake. It actually means we're cooperating in this divine relationship with God and each other, making sense of what's given to us in our lives for the purpose of knowing, serving, and loving the Lord. And so we're invited in a particular way during this season of Advent to cooperate, to make sense of what God gives us. And our response is fourfold, particularly in Advent. Our first response is with every effort of our intellect. A second response is with a sound will, not a will that goes this way or that way, a will that goes straight towards Christ. We respond with an upright heart. The original Hebrew word for upright means straight. And so for us to respond with a straight heart means a heart without sin. Celebrating the sacrament of God's mercy, reconciliation, is a particularly good thing to do during the season of Advent. And finally, we respond through the witness of those who teach us to seek Christ. So as we enter into this brief three-week Advent season this year, let's make sense of the different thoughts and the feelings, the emotions that the Lord gives us, the senses that we're given, so that we can respond with full and open hearts this season of Advent. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Christ whose glory fills the skies Christ the everlasting light Son of righteousness arise 
and triumph for these shades of night. Come, thou long-awaited one, in the fullness of your love, and loose this heart bound up by shame, and I will To the journey, music, interviews, and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. There's a story told, and you might have heard it, of a particular pastor in a particular congregation. God love him. This was a man who'd been on the road for many years. He knew the seasons of failure and the seasons of success. He knew the weariness of all mankind. If there was a story of misery, that man had not only heard it, but that man had been part of it. And as he got older, all the memories of that got a lot sharper. This was a man who did not always get it right, and he knew it. On this particular Sunday, there he was again, giving the good news to his flock. And suddenly he found himself overcome with a great sense of unworthiness, And being the man he was, he said so to his flock. Just then, the Lord appeared to him and began to place a crown on his head. Still, even more so, he was aware of his sinfulness and of his unworthiness. So he drew back. He tried to shun the crown that the Lord was offering him. As he did so, he noticed that that crown was not exactly clean. It had thumbprints all over it. Yes, he thought, I want that crown. I know what those thumbprints are. And so he stepped forward. As the Lord placed the crown on his head, those thumbprints turned into jewels. You and I have got thumbprints all over us, haven't we? 
you too and myself, we have not always got it right. And even as you're listening to me this morning, you're probably in the grip of that very thing. So here's what to do. Right now, close your eyes. Only don't do it if you're driving a car listening to this, or you can wait till later. Close your eyes and see the Lord standing in front of you. He has a crown, the crown of your life in his hands. Can you recognise what the sun prints are? Tell him about them if you can see them. And then whisper to him, I accept from your hands the life I have lived. I claim it with all my mistakes. The Lord now places the crown on your head. Watch what he does with it. And then bow your head in gratitude. And you know what? He's just bowed his head in gratitude to you. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. Her wisdom from the Abbey segment this week was entitled The Pastor, a man who knew the, the seasons of failure and success in his life and a sense of his own unworthiness, but how God picks us up and in the midst of all of our successes and failures, takes the gifts we bring and multiplies them for his purpose. Beautiful story. Thank you to Mother Hilda Scott. We've got some really good music coming up for you now. Matthew West, The Heart of Christmas. Going to hear from Amy Grant after the break. Great song, I Need a Silent Night, all about avoiding the busyness and the commercialisation of Christmas. And then after the break, we're going to hear from Father Tony Percy. He's going to talk to us in particular about the new gospel that we're breaking open for the rest of this new year, new year in the in the church's calendar, where we'll focus in on the gospel of Mark. And he's got a few things to say about the style and the impetus and the theme of immediacy that we have in the Gospel of St. Mark. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. I'm going to make a wish this Christmas I'm going to say a little prayer I'm going to stop here for a moment before the moment disappears The world's in a hurry this December The city streets and shopping malls I wish we could slow down and remember The meaning of it all Wherever you are, no matter
Wherever you are, no matter how far, come back to the heart, the heart of Christmas. Live while you can and cherish the moment and the ones that you love. Together on the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness.
fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. I need a silent Now, the word with Father Tony Percy. This week, the Greek word euthos. So Advent begins and we begin year B and therefore the gospel proclaimed is the gospel of Mark. We've just finished Matthew being year A, then year B is always Mark and year C is always Luke. And then John is scattered all over the place, but particularly during the Lenten and Easter period. The, uh, the message in Advent, the first couple of weeks, is always about being alert to the second coming of Christ. So the focus in the first couple of weeks is the, the second glorious coming of Christ. The, the fact that he comes with this magnificent glory to judge all of us mercifully, but he will judge us. And then the uh, last couple of weeks then turn our attention to preparation for preparing our hearts for the first coming of Christ as the Christ child, Jesus, born in Bethlehem. It's a very beautiful period, Advent. And uh, the gospel, as I said, is the gospel of Mark. It's going to be uh, proclaimed uh, for the whole year. The message this week is about being alert, about being alert, being watchful, uh, being ready for the time when we're asked to give an account of our lives at our own individual death, but then also and the last judgment, as I mentioned just a minute ago. So let's have a look just very briefly today at the Gospel of Mark. There are four Gospels, as you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And Mark is the, the shortest of them all. Perhaps you should, we should also say the most dramatic. Some people might disagree with that, but I think it's probably true. As a young man, I was really quite fascinated with Mark. And still to this day, I find him to be the most intriguing of all the Gospels. Not in the sense of the way that the gospel is structured, although it's structured enough, but you can see as we've been through Matthew, the, the great structure that Matthew has, and then Luke has a particular flavor, and certainly John has a great structure to his. But it's more in the, in the sense of the way that Mark is a narrative. He brings us into the, the sort of primitive idea of who Christ is. He's uh, always in a hurry, Mark. There's, there's a sense of urgency in the gospel, and you'll find that in the gospel this week. But even as the gospel opens, he loves to use this phrase or this particular word in Greek, which we translate in English as immediately, euthos, immediately. It's used in his gospel, believe this or not, 42 times. Matthew uses it just six times and Luke only uses it once. I'm not sure about John, but I know about Matthew and I know about Luke, 42 times. In fact, in the first chapter of Mark's gospel, it's used 11 times. So Jesus is baptized by John and he immediately comes up out of the water. No sooner than that happens, then Jesus is immediately thrown into the desert 
by the Holy Spirit, immediately thrown into the desert by the Holy Spirit. It's a particular word is a throw. So you can get a sense of the dramatic style of Mark. And then when the apostles are called, the first disciples have called, they immediately leave their nets behind. And that's the first two. The second two, Jesus comes across them and he immediately calls them. So this is just in the first few verses of chapter one. So you get a sense of the, uh, the urgency and the, the sort of action-packed gospel that, that Mark is. So I hope you really enjoy it. As we go during the year, I'll try and make a few uh, further points about the gospel of Mark. But at any rate, have a wonderful Advent, and I'll see you uh, next week again. Thanks so much to Father Tony Percy there. What a great addition he's been to the show right throughout 2023. Looking forward to hearing from him again right throughout 2024. Spoke to us a little bit about the the urgent and the dramatic style of St. Mark's Gospel, the Gospel that will be breaking open for the remainder of this year. And right through this Advent season, these four weeks of Advent leading into Christmas, all the readings will be from the Gospel of St. Mark. After the break, you're going to be hearing from Father John Corrigan. He's from down in Victoria. His piece is taken from the Sign Advent series, a little small daily meditative guide for Advent. And he's going to speak to us all about waiting. First up, though, his king and country and the song, What Are We Waiting For? Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. And wherever you're listening in from, whether it be one of the radio stations or you're listening via a podcast or you get this off our website each and every week, we don't mind. We're just glad that you've joined us on the journey. What are we
faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Now, another Advent Reflection. This time, it's Father John Corrigan from the parish of Sunraysia, centred around Mildura in the Diocese of Ballarat. Based on average life expectancy, we can surmise that this Advent is one of probably 70 or 80, which we will each experience. And for children, Advent and Christmas are times of wonder. But as adults, it can become routine and repetitive. There may not be a lot to distinguish this Advent from past Advents. Looking into the future, though, the view is very different. In the midst of Christmas preparations, the Church invites us to heed two more Advents of God, which are just around the corner. First, when we die, and then again when Jesus returns. Neither of those will be routine or repetitive. So this season of Advent gets us into the habit of looking forward. Jesus wants us to foster this habit, preparing to see God who draws ever closer. Death has been likened to Jesus approaching us from behind and tapping us on the shoulder. He wants us to turn around and greet him with joy and affection, not begging for more time. So, for the next four weeks, we take the Bethlehem shepherds and the Magi as our guides. We imagine ourselves travelling with them, preparing to meet Jesus. And when Christmas arrives... The Lord should find us ready to receive him and equally prepared for the other two advents in our future. Let us pray. At the end of our lives on earth, O Lord, grant us the resolve to run forth to meet you with all the joy and wonder of children on Christmas morning. Amen. Thanks to Father John Corrigan there. That was awesome. And in this period of Advent, he reminds us we're, we're not just waiting for Christmas, we're also practicing for the, for the waiting of when our time comes, when our time ends, and when Jesus returns. So just reminds us for the next four weeks to really consider ourselves as traveling, preparing to meet Jesus and greet him with joy and with affection. Thanks to Father John. Some more music for me now, Casting Crowns, Make Room. It's featuring Matt Maher. We've got some news boys in the mix too, we believe. After the break to round out the show, it's going to be great to hear from Sister Mary Ellen Hill. She wants to talk to us about a particular housing crisis, an interior one, and the home we have to make in our hearts for Jesus. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end, but I'm so glad you joined us this week on The Journey. Family hiding from the storm Found no place at the keeper's door It was for this a child was born To save a world so cold and hollow A sleeping town they did not know That lying in a manger alone Savior King who had no home has come to heal our sorrows. Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? 
Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? Shepherds counting sheep at night Do not fear the glory light You are precious in His sight God has come to raise the lowly. Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? You can come as you are. It may set you apart When you make room in your heart And trade your dreams for His glory Make room in your heart Make room in your heart Promise tight Every wrong Will be made right The road is straight The burdens light For in his hands He holds tomorrow Is there room In your heart Is there room In your heart Is there room Write his story. You can come as you are, but it may set you apart when you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for his glory. I'm Michael from Cornubia, Queensland, and you're listening to The Journey. In this time of desperation When all we Doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe 
believe We believe In this broken generation When all is dark you help us see There is only one salvation Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion, we believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness now another advent reflection this time it's sister mary helen hill and her reflection using the scripture readings from thursday the 7th of december riding the train through farms that are quickly developing into new suburbs 
brings the reality of the housing crisis into view. So many people are seeking a place to call home. There, amidst the mud and concrete mixes, dreams of safety, stability and opportunities for children to thrive slowly appear to take shape. Yet how often these promises of security are broken or ring hollow. A wise person once articulated a truth that has been a great help in my life. No person, no achievement, no institution can support the full weight of our hopes. In a way, it is unfair to lean that heavily on them. Our desires are infinite and we are finite. We desire truth, goodness and love himself. The readings today ring with this liberating truth. God is the everlasting rock. Our friends and loved ones accompany us on the way, but we are all ultimately leaning on the one foundation of Christ. He is the one who is faithful forever, who is good and whose love has no end. It is better to trust in the Lord than in men, even the princes of men. The Lord indeed is our saviour. He is the answer to our interior housing crisis. He is the one who provides eternal refuge. As we ponder his coming to live among us, we remember that he has opened the gates to his own strong city. We have only to do his will in order to live in perfect peace, trusting completely in him. Let us pray. Lord, keep me in the very center of your will and draw me into the open gates of your own strong city. Amen. Long-awaited, precious promise, Son of God and Son of Man. Heaven's glory in a manger has come to us in
great hymn to round out the show in the first week of Advent, Francesca Battistelli, song Messiah. Great to hear from Sister Mary Ellen Hill there too, one of her contributions to our Advent booklet called The Sign, which is, you know, I think we're up to about 80,000, 90,000 copies that are being used every day in the lead into Advent right around the country. People have grabbed this resource. People obviously love it and we love making it for you in the Diocese of Wollongong, goes all over the place. Lots of churches using it too. I know there are some mates in other churches. I've got a Baptist mate who grabs that each and every year. Says, "Yeah, we'll use that." They uh, they love it. And thanks to Sister Mary Helen there, all about God as being the everlasting rock, and He is the answer to our interior housing crisis. The one to whom we should all run for refuge, completely trusting in Him. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed the contributions from Father John Corrigan and to Father Tony Percy. Mother Hilda Scott, of course, and thanks to Father Josh Whitehead right at the top of the show who, who broke open this week's gospel. Don't forget you can go back to jcr.org.au. You can check out any of the contributions from any of our presenters this week. You can check out past shows. You can send it on to someone else. We don't mind. We just love and are honoured to contribute to this wonderful ministry called Christian Radio, which is dotted right around the country. It's so humbling for us to see all the radio stations that are taking this each and every week. We will be doing it again next week as we creep slowly towards Christmas and journey through the Advent season together. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.